Why do people in a heterosexual relationship, specifically a heterosexual marriage, find themselves in a same-sex relationship after a divorce? That's what we're going over today on the Relationship Revival Podcast. You're listening to the Relationship Revival Podcast with John DeBach, also known as Mr. Spirituality. That's me. I'm your host giving you insights and guidance from over 10 years in the field of this amazing journey we call romance. On this show, I go over everything you need to know about how to get into a relationship, how to get the most out of a relationship, and sometimes even how to gracefully end a relationship without pulling your hair out and going crazy. And occasionally, I'm even joined by new and old friends who are also relationship experts to bring you guidance and wisdom with new perspectives. Thanks for stopping by. We are living in an incredibly interesting time when it comes to romantic relationships. People are redefining what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, what kind of sexual expressions they have in a way that's being uh, really paid attention to in the clinical world as well as the social, the social kind of fabric of society. I mean, if you open up TikTok or you open up any you know podcast, there's going to be expressions or, you know, episodes or, or blogs or whatever talking about what it means to be queer or part of the LGBTQA. Uh, and if I forgot a, a letter in the acronym, I apologize. But, uh, one thing that has come up, uh, in my own practice is some people have this, you know, are, are kind of heartbroken when they find out that their partner after the divorce ends up in a same sex relationship. And it's confusing to a partner. In a relationship that was heterosexual, it uh, it usually ends up with a lot of confusion, a deeper sense of rejection, um, and there's a feeling that they get where they feel like a fool, um, and it, it's it, it's very difficult for them to kind of move into a new relationship because they're reevaluating the way they look at the world. So I thought it would be helpful to go over the various reasons, because there are a few, as to why this happens and uh, and to also assuage some of the sense of guilt or confusion or, you know, any kind of negative feelings that a partner may have when they find that their, that their romantic partner leaves them for the opposite gender. So the first reason that someone might end up in a same-sex relationship after a divorce uh, from someone of the opposite sex, and the most common reason that people uh, are going to see, is that they were they were essentially in the closet the entire time, and uh, once they separate or divorce, they finally have the courage later in life, feeling more established. Uh, and, and in today's society where it's a little bit more accepting to finally be their true self. So, you know, if I had a client whose wife turned out to be a lesbian or whose husband turned out to be gay, uh, you know, the first thing you're going to say is, well, were they really that way the entire time you were with them? And the, and, and oftentimes the client will reach out to their ex. And they'll say, yes, that's the way I always was. So now the sense of, uh, rejection changes. It doesn't go, it doesn't completely disappear in there. They feel better. 
they it, it changes to one where they feel like they were being lied to. But accepting, learning to accept that they were lying to themselves helps. Because the truth is someone who is uh, hiding their true identity from the world and living in an identity that is not their true self is going through pain. So someone who is a homosexual and is attracted to the opposite sex and they're in a relationship with somebody where their sexual desires aren't fulfilled and usually there are other parts of the relationship that aren't fulfilled. It's, it's, it's very rare that someone is, it's, it just, the buck stops with sex. Usually there's other parts of the relationship where it kind of goes off the rails, but you don't have that, you know, sex can be the, the, the grease that keeps the squeaky wheel quiet <laughs> to kind of use a, a, a metaphor there. So when you don't have that or you don't have that in a satisfying way, then it, it, it gets complicated. But, Learning that the person was in pain often helps kind of ease the burden there. Learning that it's nothing that you did, that the person was always that way and was just living a lie because they had certain expectations of them, you know, forced on them through their family or their society or their culture. And now they finally feel comfortable enough where they can come out of their shell and be who they want to be. Or... Or they were in so much pain that they can't do it anymore. And, and living this way is preventing them from living a life full of suffering. Uh, my wife and I are watching a show on Netflix right now called Unorthodoxed. And it's about a woman who grew up in a Hasidic, uh, Jewish, very ultra-Orthodox community. And she says in the series a few times that if she stayed any longer, she was very seriously considering suicide. So when you come to accept that, look, it, for this person, it was either escape the community or kill themselves, that's how much pain they were in, then there starts to be a certain sense of empathy that comes up. So that's the first reason. The first reason is that they were in the closet the entire time. Reason number two, and it's subtly different, but there's a distinction here, is that people are repressing their own sexual identity during the marriage. So what's the distinction here from the first one? So the, in the first one, they're in the closet. They know they're gay. They have a desire to be homosexual. They uh, deny that part of themselves because of an expectation they have forced on them from society, from their family, sometimes from themselves. They want to live a normal life and they think, you know, that they could just sweep it under the rug, but they know who they are. They know who they are in their heart and they're just living a lie. In the second reason, they're confused a little bit. They think they might be gay, but they've pushed it down. They've repressed it. Oftentimes I see this with people who never explored their homosexuality prior to being married. So they never had an actual homosexual encounter. They might have only looked at pornography or they might have only, you know, fantasized about being homosexual. And because of their own inhibitions, because of what society is expecting of them, their family or whoever, their, sometimes their religious community, 
They never acted upon it and they thought, I'll just get married and it'll go away and it doesn't go away. And it gets to the point where they feel like they're going to, you know, scream if they don't explore it. With today's society, pornography is so much more accessible and accepted than it, than it used to be, more than ever before. It's on everybody's mobile phone. So it, you don't have to go through like this beaded curtain in some kind of video store rental. You don't have to go and explore if you're homosexual with an actual partner anymore. So a lot of people who've repressed this part of themselves and have succumbed to just clicking a couple buttons on their phone and seeing if it actually arouses them are starting to come out in, in larger numbers. Now I don't have the statistics, so I can't tell you the exact numbers, but anecdotally in my own pri private practice, I've seen that, you know, especially couples in counseling where the husband comes in with the wife and says, I, you know, I have these, I have these fantasies about, you know, kind of being with other men, but I love my wife and I don't know what to do and yada, yada. It's a different situation than someone saying, I've been gay. I've always been gay. I've never really loved you. I mean, it's totally different. Emotionally, it's a very different experience. And some wives try to embrace that part of themselves while saving the marriage and some don't. You know, some of them are repelled by it. Some of them are trying to say, look, this is who he is and we got to try and make it work. We have kids. You know, it gets complicated. But there's a subtle, there's a very subtle difference there. One is someone who's, who's never really had a chance to explore it and doesn't even know if that's who they are, but it's confusing and there's a big part of their life that feels unsatisfied. And some, and in another case, they know that's what they are. They've been lying the whole time. It's very different. Um, and it's not, not to say that you could blame someone for lying. You know, that's a lot of pressure from society, from their, from their family. It's a lot of pressure. Um, so, you know, to them hiding who they really were in the first, in the first reason is a way of survival, really. So it's, it's hard. Now I, I, I empathize with both sides because someone who grows up in a, in a, in a part of the country where being gay is just, you know, especially when they were growing up was just not accepted. I feel for that person. And I also feel for their spouse who was lied to. And there has to be acceptance on both sides. There has to be empathy on both sides for it to not destroy each other. And it's very hard to get there, but that's the kind of the, the process. The third reason, and this is the last one I think I'm going to go over. I'm sure there are more, but these are the three that I've come up with. So the third reason why sometimes people who are in a heterosexual marriage end up with a same-sex partner relates to how open and exploratory the culture is today. Sometimes, especially if you get married young, I've seen this, if you get married in your teens or in your early, early 20s, you haven't had many partners, you get a divorce maybe 20 years later, I've seen it happen where there's just a sexual exploration phase. And, you know, I got married personally before dating apps existed. So the idea of swiping left or swiping right and, and just kind of being matched with people who also found you physically attractive is that cheap, that easy. You could do it from your pajamas. I mean, it's so, it's such a foreign concept to me because I never lived through it, but seeing my clients go through it and seeing how it changes the whole dynamic of the approach of even romance, it's, it's hard to deny 
that if someone who was, you know, let's, because what's, you know, it's the 2023 now. So 20 years ago, it was 2003, dating apps weren't a thing. You know, the first, uh, I think the first iPhone came out somewhere around then. Uh, so it was it, like, it just didn't exist. And now they've been in a marriage for 20 years and they've grown a successful business and they are still attractive and, you know, they're in their forties. So they're now dating other 30 and 40 year old women who aren't so marriage minded. It's more about a hookup because they've also lived their life and have their own priorities. And now it's really just, you know, at a certain age, you're just like, let's cut the BS. And, you know, we're both, we're both in the mood. Let's get this on. So there's a whole thing there that's happened. And with the advent of these apps, sometimes people just get a little bit curious. And especially when they're watching shows where, you know, TV shows where characters are gay or trans, uh, or they're, or they're reading novels or some of their pornography suddenly in the feed, right? So instead of just buying one VHS tape or renting one from a video store, now they have a feed like YouTube where they're just being bombarded with different sexual experimentations on their phone. And they're like, yeah, I'll click on one. Why not? I'll try it. It becomes exploratory and it might awaken a part of themselves that says, I like it or I don't. And I've even had partners where they say, my husband tried, you know, but he said he didn't like it. And it's like, it's a different situation, right? That's very different than someone who knows they're gay. It's very different from someone who thinks they're gay. It's someone who's like, I don't know. I've been with the same person for 20 years and I'm confused and lonely. And this is so easy that I thought, give it a whirl. You know, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And a lot of that exploratory um, uh, sentiment comes from a sense that they were dead inside when they were in the relationship. So I see this happen very often in couples where it was a long and hard kind of cold, detached marriage, you know, five, six years, seven years, sometimes longer, where they didn't feel loved, they didn't feel appreciated. And suddenly the floodgates are open and people are looking for connection. So if you were in a loveless sex, loveless and sexless marriage for years, you might be so in the dark about your own emotions that you're willing to try anything. And that's happened quite a bit. It is more, I, I have noticed personally that it's more likely for women to try it than men. So a lot more women after a long divorce in a sexless and passionless marriage will go out on a couple dates with women just to see how, if there's any spark there. It's almost a resentment against men uh, when I talk to them about it. So that's that also kind of happens. Um, but uh, but it, it it it's kind of a reality now. There's even a show with Jeremy uh, I forget his name. Uh, Claire Danes is in it. Um, but there's a show on Hulu right now called Fleischman is in Trouble or Fleischman or something, and you'll see like it's it's post divorce. The guy's sleeping kind of with everything that moves. I've seen this happen. Uh, I don't think he explores the homosexuality. I haven't watched the whole show, but. You kind of, you kind of see how like if there was any hint of being even a little tiny bit curious, it's like this is so it's so easy and so accessible now that it's like okay and it's accepted by a lot of people. So whereas before it would be considered taboo. So kind of you have this place in society where all those things line up. 
So in summary, again, it's either someone who has known they were gay their entire life and has been trying to repress it, someone who thinks that they might be gay but is repressing it because they wanted to be straight and wanted to kind of fit that cookie-cutter mold, but then they just couldn't take it anymore, or someone who's been in the dark about being in love for so long because they've been in a passionless marriage that they're just like, I don't know, let me try. Those are the three that I've personally dealt with. In none of the cases is it the fault, really, of the other partner. So that's important to note. Um, I think the only one where you could say it's directly related to the relationship is in the third instance where, you know, a passionless marriage is what's going to kind of result in that exploration. But even then, you know, if if a relationship is passionless and it hasn't been tried to be fixed and, the, and both parties stayed in the relationship for a number of years without even trying to fix it or being really proactive about it, there there's a lot of blame there. Why'd you, why didn't you try to fix it? Why didn't you go to counseling? Why didn't you try? Why didn't you get out earlier? There's so many options for people, but we get so used to our routines. You know, we are creatures of habit and breaking those habits takes a lot of effort and a lot of pain. Um, but if you find that you don't have what you want in your life, if the passion is gone, it's your responsibility to bring it up to your partner. And if they don't want to talk about it, bring it up to someone professional like a therapist or a coach. That's kind of the way the world works. You have to be your own advocate. If you're interested in learning how to get the absolute most out of your romantic relationships, then you're in luck because I have put together a free workshop or masterclass, if you will, about three secrets that people in happy relationships have discovered. You can view the workshop at mrspirituality.com slash three secrets. Again, it's completely free. Just go there and watch it. It'll help you on your journey, give you some wisdom, some things to think about. The website again is mrspirituality.com slash three secrets. That's mrspirituality.com slash the number three, the word secrets. It's all yours. Enjoy. Enjoy.